Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 305 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone who wants to start, grow, and love their tutoring business the same way I love mine. As always, I'm here to share ideas and insights I've had, borrowed, stolen, synthesized, or agglomerated during the 24 years I've been in business, from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested and continue to invest in my own training and education and to just give it to you in a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of way. I see this is a useful byproduct of my own restless search for ideas, techniques, and processes which can somehow make my life run more smoothly and more easily, make my business more profitable, my teaching more effective, and allow me to move through the world, leaving everyone I interact with feeling insanely good and happier because they met me. So if you're okay with that, Let's crack on with today's show. Now today, I want to just look again at the idea that environment is superior to will. It's something we've touched on before in previous episodes. But it's such a strong idea. And you can go and test this if you want to. Really easy. Just go to a restaurant with your mates and will yourself not to eat. How hard is that going to be? Or you could do it with the pub and tell yourself not to drink. When I stopped drinking 35 years ago now, jeez, I'd do anything other than going across the slugger and lettuce on my work break. Now that often meant wandering around the middle of Birmingham for an hour. But anything that kept me out of the pub was good. Because I knew if I did go there into what I considered a dangerous environment, I'd probably have a drink or six. After a while, it got so I didn't care and I could go to the pub for a mineral water or a Coke because I'd got myself together and the people around me had accepted my new identity as a non-drinker. And what this really does bear out is that environment is superior to will for the vast majority of people. And unless you're a superhuman with iron will and balls of steel, that probably includes you and me. Now, A super high achiever that I admire who uses this principle is a guy called Neil Gaiman. He's a super productive writer and a fascinating talker, which, being a storyteller, he would be, wouldn't he? He's written in tons of different genres. He's done comics, fiction, non-fiction. He's done adult books, children's books, and TV screenwriting and worked on movies. Now, you might have stumbled across his TV works, which are things like Good Omens, American Gods, Babylon 5, Neverwhere, Sam. He's even done some work on Doctor Who, as well as his part in the creation of the character for the Lucifer series. Now, this guy writes everything. And I was curious as to how the bloody hell he pulls that off. Now, as you know, one of my big success principles is to find out what top performers do and steal their methods. Well, if not steal, then model it, as NLP puts it. 
Whoever is doing better than you, you can learn from them. This is why I love being wrong. Because I'm always going to be able to learn from people who do things better than me. So I remember when an old colleague of mine, Mark, Mark, if you listen to the show, hi, mate. He once asked me why I was so happy. And I told him it was because I always looked around to see who was having more fun than me so I could figure out what they did and steal it. And this is why I continue to invest in my own ongoing training and education. Whether that's the hundreds of audio books in my Audible library or the mountains of crib notes from seminars, trainings and YouTube clips, the currently 60 plus books in my leading reading list which are queued up waiting to be poured over and enjoyed. Listen, guys, it's simple. Observe and distill the principles. Borrow the belief system that supports that person. Notice the language they use. It'll tell you the way they think. Adopt their behaviours. Step into their process and reap the rewards. If you do that, you'll track along the same path they're on whether that's relationships, marketing, finance, investment, writing, parenting, whatever it is. Distill the principles, borrow the beliefs, notice the language, adopt the behaviours, step into the process. That's why I got around Richard Bandler and Paul McKenna when I wanted to up my skills in NLP and hypnosis. Around Rob Moore and Mark Homer when I started out in property development around Kevin McDonald now as I'm looking to scale up that particular part of my business. I remember getting around Coach Boris and the Ukrainian National Olympic athletes when I got into judo back in the 90s, entirely by accident. I even got in the gym with a guy called Dorian Yates, multiple Mr. Olympia winner and a very interesting chap when I got into bodybuilding so even if it means going halfway around the world to get in the room with someone it's a great way to improve my skill base so back to Neil Gaiman what does he do how does he write so much and does he ever get writer's block well I grubbed around to find out and the answers sort of surprised me Neil's superpower is actually boredom. He has a gazebo where he writes. And while he's there, he obeys one simple rule. Neil says, well, you can sit here and write, or you can sit here and do nothing. But you can't do anything else. He says you can't phone anyone. You can't make a clay model of something. You can't do a crossword. you just got to sit and do nothing. He says you can stare off into space if he chooses, but that that pales very quickly. It turns out that his secret is to have nothing to distract him in his writing space. Most of all, his young son, who sounds like an awful lot of fun. Neil gives himself permission to write or not write, and it just so happens that writing is more fun than staring into space. Now, could this be useful for you and I to try out? Take it from me, it is. It's actually one of the reasons that this podcast is now up to 305 episodes and I've never missed one. 
I block the time to write in my diary. If you want to find out about the time blocking and my bloody file facts, there are episodes all about that in the stream. So I block the time to write and then I plonk my arse on the chair at the appointed hour. Then I'll stare and stare and stare at the blank page or the blank screen. Usually the title's already there because I usually write next week's title as a rap ritual when I finish this week's show. I believe it primes my mind and lets my unconscious ruminate on the subject of next week's show. So the writing's always easier because the ideas have had a week-long gestation period fermenting in the foul cesspit of my mind. And they're queued up. Queued up, ready to be dumped on the paper onto the screen from deep inside of who knows where. And I tell myself it's okay not to write. It's okay, but it's bloody boring. I don't permit myself to watch YouTube or listen to any podcasts or audiobooks. I may have a quiet soundscape or some background ambient noise playing in my own noise-cancelling headphones just to block out distracting sounds. But that's about it. Boring. So I sit and sit and stare. And then I figure I'll maybe try writing something instead. Sometimes I write a string of very rude words just to see how they look on screen. Sometimes I'll just start a bullet point listing and chuck some ideas down. Mostly I'll just throw up on the page. What all these things have in common is they're more fun than staring at a blank screen or an empty page. And if that's good enough for Neil, the other Neil, then it's good enough for me and probably good enough for you too. So guys, clear the decks, turn off the phone, turn off the TV, the radio, turn off all notifications, close any windows other than the one you're actually working in. Block out anything and anyone remotely interesting and apply your bum to the seat. You've got a half hour, an hour, maybe two hours in this mind-numbing place, listening to nothing, speaking to no one, doing nothing. So you might as well pick up that special pen or take a dot for a walk across the page. Might be more fun to just hit one key and see which key wants to be pressed next. When I'm sitting on my guitar, I'll play one note, one chord, and I'll wait for its friend to show up and join it. It's like magic. I don't get writer's block anymore. I just choose to do nothing or to give myself permission to write and do one thing and notice that it's ever so slightly more interesting than doing absolutely nothing at all. Give it a try, guys, and let me know how you get on with this. Drop me an email. It's info at neilkmeadow.com and you can follow me on X, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. Remember, as always, I'm here to listen as well as talk, and I know I don't have all the answers, so maybe you can help me out. If you haven't already done so, 
Please like and subscribe to the Tudor podcast. And I'll be back next week with more no BS ideas and more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business, just like I love mine. I hope this podcast has got you thinking and has been some help. Till next time, stay healthy, stay useful and have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.